Welcome back to Legacy of Mom podcast. I'm Tina. I'm here with Brett. Hi, Brett. Hello. Did you survive Madden's birthday? I did. I'm a little tired, but it was worth it. It was fun. It wasn't like, I mean, you didn't have like kids there or anything. It was family. It was basically yeah. for family, but all your family's out of town, myself included. And so I didn't right. make it. I didn't make it, but um, Zach Smith showed up on the scene, I know, which was so cool. I'm glad that he was able to make it there, but you were sending me pictures and the table settings were so beautiful. Like you're so Thank gifted you. at that. So pretty. Thanks, and the Mom. girls were so cute. They were, they had a lot of fun. They were on sugar high. <laughs> I bet they were. I, I literally for like dessert, I just did. I mean, I did like classic cupcakes and like a little cheesecake, but I had like a whole like dessert table with like cookies and chocolate covered stuff and gummy bears. And <laughs> I look over and Madden's got like double fisting cookies and Mila ate the whole bowl of gummies in like, I don't know, 60 seconds. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> At least you had some grandparents there to help you corral them from the sugar <laughs> <Yeah>. highway. <laughs> well, Madden's gift was a roller like that. It's called a roller coaster. I don't, it's really popular right now that all like it's all the rage in the toddler world. So <laughs> right after the sugar, then we took him out to the quote roller coaster. It's really just like this little like, I don't know, you push him down this like little this incline. It's like blow mold plastic and, and they go up and down like a little bit. <laughs> It's like 14 feet of just up and down. It's cute. Sounds like fun to me. This week on the podcast, we want to talk to you about Lordship. We mentioned it last week. We mentioned the Lordship of Christ. And so we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit. So I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony in that I became a believer. I received Jesus Christ as my Savior when I was 18 at a coffee house, which totally dates me. So if you're listening and know what a coffee house is, but um, I know that when I did that and made that choice, something major happened inside of me. Like I could see different, my eyes were different, but I think that had something to do with the gifting that I have as a believer. Mm. But for those next 13 years, I didn't submit myself to the Lordship of Christ. It says, you know, to receive him as your Lord and Savior. I didn't get the Lord part. I went to an evangelical church. They were big on evangelism, but very bad at discipleship. And that is mm. not their fault. Ultimately, I'm responsible for my growth in Christ. But for 13 years, I had mm -hmm. no idea what it meant to really, truly be a follower of Christ. And I've even had some people say to me, well, were you really a believer? I know something happened. Something happened inside of me. Mm -hmm. But I kept making my own decisions. I was sitting on the throne of my life. I It was like, God, you know those bumper stickers that say God is my co-pilot? Have you ever seen those? Like, mm -hmm. that is so not true. I don't, yeah, but God is it. my co-pilot. Yeah. That's probably dating me as well. But back in the day, and um, God was my co-pilot. He, I, I was taking him for a ride. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, okay, Lord, mm -hmm. like here's my life. Get on board with it. <laughs> this is what I <laughs> plan is on what doing. We're doing. And I just <laughs> did whatever I wanted to do. I, I did what I knew was wrong. I walked in rebellion. Mm -hmm. I did all of those things, mm -hmm. and. After yeah. 13 years of that, 
my life was literally down around my ankles. And I remember calling Aunt Patty and saying, I cannot live like this. And I remember her saying, mm -hmm. you know, Tina, you're going to have to give up the control, fear, and unbelief. And at that moment, it was like it came out of her mouth and pierced my heart. And I was like, whoa, okay, I need to deal with this. And we've talked about some of this in previous podcasts. But the big thing there that made the biggest difference in my walk with Jesus Christ was submitting myself to the Lordship of Christ. And what, and what that was, yeah, was, you know, I remember Patty saying, Tina, you're going to have to put a stake in the ground that you're going to follow Jesus no matter what. Job 13, 15 says, though he slays me yet, yeah, well, I trust him. And that's, that's the Lordship of Christ. It's no matter what happens in my life from this moment on, I'm trusting you and I'm following you no matter what. It's the no matter what. Yeah. And I put that yeah. stake in the ground. And, you know, I always say I'd love to say from that moment on, my life was all cupcakes and balloons. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. And I single parented you and Mark for a while. And the, my marriage wasn't healed. And, you know, then I got married a second time. And that's never easy because that's the second marriages are never like first marriages. And walking through that and trying to put you know, two more kids into this whole package and God's blessed our socks off for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. it, it's been a lot of death to self and a lot of following Jesus through some hard stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that for yeah. me was, you know, the Lordship of Christ is you're following him no matter what. I am going to walk in obedience to right. you, to the promptings of your Holy Spirit, to what your Bible says. I'm sold out and that's all there is to it, no matter what happens in my life. And one of the things yeah, that I always yeah. like to quote, and I can't even pronounce the person who said this, but they said, when the Lordship of Christ is settled in a believer's life, all other issues are settled. And you know, I have to mm. agree with that. Yeah, me too. I think, and this kind of sums up where you were at one point in your life, but too many of us just want to, you know, pray what they call a sinner's prayer and choose to continue to live in our sin. And that was me. And I, I'm speaking personally as well. This I was here. I came from this as well. Um, because we want the Savior without the Lordship. We want to go to heaven but we want to live to satisfy the desires of our flesh. We want our cake and eat it too. We want a genie in the bottle, God. We want God when it's convenient for us. But lordship is a relationship. It's a choice. We have to choose to die to our flesh and walk in a right relationship with Christ, choosing right over wrong. And speaking of quotes, one of my favorite quotes that Man, it just speaks volumes that Charles Spurgeon, Spurgeon. is it Spurgeon. Mm -hmm. I think it's Spurgeon. He said, um, if your theology doesn't change your behavior, it will never change your destiny. And that right there speaks to lordship. That is lordship. That that aligns perfectly with scripture. Um, because contrary to what culture tells us. We are not good enough as we are. We're not. You hear that so much in culture. You're good enough. You're enough. You're enough. No, we're only good enough in Jesus because Jesus is enough. We are right. not enough apart from him. Yeah. We absolutely have to change. You know, 
culture is, is, is very saturated in sin and sin is nothing but destructive. And we're seeing a lot of the destruction play out and we have been for forever since the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and ultimately our sin is a death sentence. And I just want to read, I was reading through, I know I shared this with you. So I want to read through this again, the two parts of um, scripture that talk about lordship that, that hit me hard. Um, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 18, it says, righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. But if wicked people turn from all their sins and begin to obey my decrees and do what is just and right, they will surely live and not die. All their past sins will be forgotten and they will live because of the righteous things they have done. Do you think that I like to see wicked people die, says the sovereign Lord? Of course not. I want them to turn from their wicked ways and live. However, if righteous people turn from their righteous behavior and start doing sinful things and act like other sinners, should they be allowed to live? No, of course not. All their righteous acts will be forgotten and they will die for their sins. That is what I'm talking about when I say, you say a sinner's prayer and you continue to live your life the way you, that you want, continue to satisfy the desires of your flesh. Uh That is what scripture is saying right there, that you can't do that. It's not just saying, all right, well, Jesus, you are savior of my life, but this is the path. I'm going to walk the opposite path. Like that's just not how it works. And another um, verse that I really love that lines up with what we're talking about is um, John 3 36. It says, And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. So right there just shows it is, he is Lord and savior. He is both. It is a package deal. It's not one or the other. Well, you can't be a Jesus follower if you're not following Jesus. Right. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And, you know, so many people I find call themselves Christians, but they're not Mm -hmm. obedient to the word of God. And, you know, one of the things I've I've talked about in the Zoom room is that, you know, we're supposed to be fruit inspectors, right? And and I think when I say that, immediately we go to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then we go, well, they have this one, this one, this one, but they don't have this one, this one, and this one. No, Mm -hmm. the fruit we're looking for is obedience. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is walking in obedience. All that other right. stuff comes with walking in obedience. The title without the commitment is completely meaningless. And I know I've said that before, right. but it's true. You can't just call yourself a Christian and walk contrary to the word of God in, in complete rebellion, disobedience. Like, like I right. said before, I called myself a Christian and I know you did back when we accepted Christ as savior as our life, but then we walked in completely rebellion, complete rebellion for years. He was not Lord of our life. I know. Isn't it funny how I did that and you did that? Talk about legacy. (laughs) We kind of legacy. I left you a great legacy. (laughs) I'm so glad God got a hold of your heart. But (laughs) it's true. I mean, there it is right there, you know. But I, yeah, it's exactly it. It's that walk of obedience. It's that walk of surrender. And every morning, like this is something I have to do every single day. I have Mm -hmm. to make that choice. And I I say it every day, every day I pray, Lord, I submit myself to your authority in my life. I surrender my will to yours. Yeah. And then I, 
you know, then I have to walk in that. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, reading the Bible every day. There's no excuses not to read the Bible every day. If you can be on Instagram for 30 minutes, you could have read your Bible for 30 minutes. I know that sounds yeah. harsh, but, no, but we, we don't have time to play anymore. We really no. don't. The no. time for goofing around and being a Christian is over. You're either in or you're out. And yeah. I remember yeah. that one story. I I can't I can't repeat it word for word but basically the gist is is there was this guy who was sitting on a fence and God came and he took his people to heaven and he was still sitting there and Satan came to get him and he said well wait I'm waiting for God he goes no I own the fence and that yeah. just hit me so hard it's like we don't have time yeah. to be fence sitters anymore we have to be a hundred percent in mm -hmm. because yeah. if God isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all. Right. right. And he, you know, I'm not saying it's a perfect walk. It isn't. It's a surrendered walk. Yeah. None of us are going to get it perfect this side of heaven, but we have to learn and choose to, and it's a choice. It's, it's yeah. a choice of my will to yeah. surrender my will to God's will. He doesn't want yeah. robots. He doesn't mm -hmm. want no. robots. He he put the two trees in the garden. This is a little retreat preview that's coming up this weekend. He put the two trees in the garden side by side. He yeah. could have he could have put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil somewhere else where it wasn't so tempting. But well, that just proves to me that it, the it's how important it is to God and how mm -hmm. much he won't twist our arm right, to be, right. to make ourselves well, submit to him. And what I want to say about that is, first of all, God, God is holy. He is holy. He is, he is love. He's a God of love. Like he literally is love. And because of that, he's not going to force us to love him because love isn't an obligation. It's a genuine reciprocation. So because God of, is love, he can't, he can't like force us. That's not who he is. He's not manipulative. No. And we, so often, I believe we put human attributes on God when he has godly attributes. And we have to remember he's God. He's not a man. Right. Right. And, yeah. you know, he's not going to lie to us. He's trustworthy. He's all those things. But he's not going to twist our arm behind our back and make us follow him. Right. And he, somebody, he wants that choice. There was, um, somebody I listened to one time who explained it so well, you know, understanding a little bit of like God and us as far as like humans and, and God and how, if you think about it, humans, people are like fish in a fishbowl. We are the fish and God is not in the fishbowl. That's he's outside the fishbowl. He's in total control. And what applies to the fish doesn't apply to who's outside the fishbowl, who's God. So we can't like fish can breathe underwater. Like we, they, they need that to survive, but God doesn't need the same things to survive. He's not the same. He, they're, we've, we're completely different. So in that, in that way, in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, it does break down a little bit, but you know, yeah. it's a good analogy that, right. you know, we are the created, he's the creator. Right. And yes you know, getting that right, because in our culture, it's so subtle how we want to be our own little gods. We want to be yeah. the God of our lives. We want to be the God of our kids. We want to be the God of our husband. 
We want to play Holy Spirit all the time. And only Mm -hmm. God can do that. And it's my job to submit my will to his and Mm -hmm. follow his will. Not, come on, Lord, like I was saying in the beginning, get in the car. Here we go. That's going to be a disaster every stinking time. Mm -hmm. Every time. It was a disaster in my life. It was a disaster in your life. And it's going to be a disaster in ours. And I mean, if we choose not to submit ourselves to the Lordship of Christ, our kids are never going to submit themselves to the Lordship of Christ unless they have to hit a few walls. Right, right. So it's critical that we do that. You know, your obedience is either going to be to the enemy ultimately or to God ultimately. And if Jesus isn't Lord of your life, then your obedience will be to the enemy. So if you're not walking with with Jesus as Lord and walking in the complete truth of his word, all of it, all of scripture, then you're not obedient to him. You're not walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus is making him Lord of your of your life. It's saying like this this is what I struggle with, but this is what your word says. So I'm going to walk in the truth of your word and I'm going to follow you Jesus because I'm not going to walk in the lies that that is what the enemy is telling me. I'm not going to walk in my temptation. I'm not going to walk in the desires of my flesh. I'm going to walk in what your word says and who your word says I am, not who the enemy is telling me that I am. Yeah, what I hear. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) What I hear you saying in that is that when we choose not to walk under the lordship of Jesus Christ, we open ourselves and our flesh up to the enemy. And what he wants to do in our lives. And we partner with him. I I think my biggest, my biggest enemy is my own flesh. Honestly, I think that's all of our problems. We want to do what we want to do, but the enemy rolls with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You want to do that? Let's roll with that a little deeper, you know, and pull you further and further away from God and all he wants for you and what he, he desires for us in our lives. But no, that's a, that's a great point. I just we just we have to make that choice it really right. does come down to choices yeah everything is a choice and honestly coming from somebody and i know that you will wholeheartedly agree with this who walked the wrong path for a long time um the satisfaction of living a righteous life is like so far greater than that of living a sinful one. It really mm-hmm. is. They don't even compare. Like you, you, they're not even in the same ballpark at all. Well, it's your conscience. You know, yeah. I know for me, like I was doing things I knew I shouldn't be doing, but it, it that guilty conscience that God, I mean, God gave us a conscience, all of mm-hmm. us. And when we walk contrary to our conscience, when we compromise our convictions, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. It's going to be a huge disaster. So for you guys that are listening, it really is the simple. It's putting a stake in the ground from this moment on. I'm choosing to follow you, Jesus, no matter what, no matter what happens in my life, I am following you. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk in obedience to you. And that's what it is. It's putting that stake in the ground. And I can personally tell you, and I think Brett will agree with me. It has made all the difference in my life. All the difference. That one choice. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to pray for us, Brett? Yes. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for who you are, Lord, and for all that you do in our lives, Lord. You are so good to us. Lord, I pray for all of our friends listening. I pray, Lord God, that they would just make the choice to to make you Lord of their life, that they would walk in obedience to you, that they would set aside the desires of their flesh, and that they would die to themselves and choose to walk in the truth of your word each and every day, no matter what. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 